What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Hamilton Trained Podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Jared Hamilton. In today's episode, I had an amazing conversation with my buddy, Matt McLeod. Matt is a fitness coach, and not only is Matt just amazing when it comes to execution and strength training and getting stronger and losing fat um, and a wealth of knowledge in the training realm, but Matt has some extra credentials and some extra special knowledge in the dietetics world. But not just from a, a boring school side of it where he's just, you know, does the degree thing and it's not really that applicable to real life. Because what's interesting is I don't get along very well with dietitians. Um, our, I mean, I get along with them, but I don't agree with very many of them. The ones that I've run into, a lot of the times there is a lot of um, differences of opinion, so to speak. But Matt and I get along just fine. And I agree with everything Matt says. And he has a, a totally different point of view when it comes to evidence-based studies and evidence-based programs and dieting and things like that without it just being a bunch of boring bullshit or a bunch of uh, trendy dieting bullshit. So we talk about everything from the ketogenic diet that you guys hear about so much to actually multiple trendy diets to um, you know what exactly is needed for you personally to see success. You know, should you do the ketogenic diet? Should you not do it? You know, all these different facets, you know, who should you be listening to and, you know, getting your information from. So Matt and I have an amazing conversation. Uh, the, the conversation went totally in an entirely opposite different way from than what I anticipated. I already had my uh, thing of questions already ready for him. But then we got talking about um, a lot of the, the nitty gritty diet stuff, you know, where you can be most successful and adhere the most and enjoy the most in terms of, you know, what to do when you eat. Should you be dieting? Should you be eating healthy? Where do calories come from? Who should you be taking your information from? All sorts of stuff like that. We had an amazing conversation and I'm definitely going to be getting Matt on another episode. So I hope you get a lot of value from this. Talk to you soon. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, what's going on? How are you? <laughs> no shit, man. I'm just chilling. Just had me uh, had some late morning breakfast, and uh, I'm just I'm just kicking it down here down here in my parents' basement, living the dream, bro. What are you doing? Out of boy, I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, just getting ready to getting ready to get this thing underway, man. So, how's your day been? It's been wonderful, to be honest. It just started a couple hours ago. <laughs> I'm on uh, nice, nice. Uh, I'm on spring break right now for my internship. So it's been uh it's been oh, yeah. a very chill week for me and I've been enjoying every second of it. <clears throat> what about you? How's awesome. your morning been, bro? So, it's good. It's good. Had some uh usually I like to, to start my morning. I'm trying to get it like a day like a definite daily uh yeah, routine. I feel, going. I feel that. But uh, I just got done. Huh? I said I feel that, that completely. <clears throat> How's that going? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's all right. A little bit. Uh, I'm trying to get up earlier and earlier, but um, but working later and later doesn't make that very easy. So, but yeah. otherwise, it's cool. Um, it's getting going okay. Um, so just getting all that stuff kind of in order. But um, yeah, how's your how's your internship? Going? It's going good, dude. Hold on, I'm trying to make sure. Can you hear me okay? Because you've been cutting it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, hear you perfect. Really? Yeah. No, I hear you perfect. Okay. Yeah, yours is yours is cutting out a little bit. I think. Okay. I wait. I think I can hear you. I, I think I, I think you're good now. Perfect. Perfect. Is your, is your um sometimes with anchor it can be weird if your connection isn't super. Is your connection good? Oh fuck. Um. Hold on. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. What uh? What do you think I should do? Can you uh? Can are you not hearing me very well? No, you've been cutting in and out a little bit. That's weird. How's your internet connection right now? Uh, I mean, well, it says I've got, well, my my internet down here, downstairs is usually pretty good because my router is down here. Um, but I've only got two bars. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, hold on. <clears throat> Let me try it. <clears throat> yeah, I can hear you. It's still, it's making that little weird, uh, um, making a little weird noise is it, is, it, is it still doing it now oh i think you're better now oh okay i know what the issue was um i was using sometimes my house's wi-fi can be really weird um but uh but i went to my data and it's and it's uh somehow oh. that can help 
Oh, yeah. You're perfect now. Perfect. Good deal. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. Well, I'm not a fan of editing, so we're going to leave all that shit in. So, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's perfectly fine. So, we're recording right now. Oh, I've never yeah, used dude. Anchor. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I love it, dude. Uh, Awesome. I've never used Anchor before, so I'm I'm about it. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do this in the future for sure. Um, so this is a nice little test run for me. Yeah, for sure. Well, like I know some other guys that like, especially with their videos and their podcasts, they like want to edit every little weird issue out. But I'm all like, the more the merrier. Dude, you know? I, I I agree. I think this is like I I've always I've always been a huge fan of Rogan's podcast. It's just everything that's like. Um, I really like Tim Ferriss's podcast as well. His is more like just straight interview style. They don't really have like um, necessarily the conversation part that he just kind of lets the guests go. Um, and I think there's pros and cons to both, but I still feel myself always gravitating back towards Rogan style where it's just like raw, uncut. Like it, it's just, yeah. this, is, this is real shit, you know? Yeah, I, I love it. I like it. My favorite's, uh, My favorite is when like, it's it's so raw so transparent where like i i could literally visualize them sitting in a room chilling talking that's the best kind i think oh yeah so, yeah for sure for sure man but <clears throat> yeah so totally um so kind of getting into it um in case some in case i in case my my followers don't quite know as much about you uh talk a little bit about yourself like who you are you know what your deal is if topical fat loss or if topical peanut butter used for fat loss works that kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be the best guest that has ever came on this podcast in the history of his entire podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm playing. Uh, so let's see. I'm a, I'm a 24 year old. Um, I just graduated from the university of Kentucky, um, in 2016 with a bachelor's degree in dietetics. And, um, I'm currently in my dietetic internship. And so this is just, um, it's just the internship that I have to do uh, before I take my exam to become a registered dietitian. Um, and so I've been I've been doing that for the past uh, about five months or so. And now I've got another two months to go. And then after that, uh, I'll study my ass off for about eight weeks and then I'll take my test and hopefully I'll become an RD. And then um, honestly, I'll probably try and go all in on my coaching uh, and uh, um see see where it goes from there but uh yeah i'm from i'm from ashland kentucky it's like right on the uh, tri-state border between ohio and west virginia so like there's a bridge that connects to our city it's a little it's a pretty small city um and uh if you turn right you can go to west virginia and if you turn left you can go to ohio so it's like right there on the ohio river um so you're only a few hours from me yeah bro i think we're i think um I think it's like, I don't know. Whenever we checked, I think it was like two, maybe three hours or so. Because where, like, where are you from again? In, um, I'm, I'm basically about 30 miles uh, south of Indy. So I could get to Louisville in about probably, depending on how traffic and how, the, my, how I'm behaving, um, I could get to Louisville <laughs> in about two hours. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, um, in, because I also stay in Lexington, which is, so like I said earlier, I'm living with my parents right now because uh, my last 17 weeks, my pat- my first two rotations of this internship have been at local hospitals. Uh, one is where my mom works and the other is just another local one. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, and then but what I'm going to do next is uh, move up to Lexington. So that's around where the University of Kentucky is. That's where some of my friends are. Um, I've still got my girlfriend up there who's going to UK. Um, she's still got... Uh, she's still got a few years left. She's wanting to go into law school. So she's completely on the other, other side of the, of the map, Damn. the stuff that I, the stuff that I have no idea about. <laughs> so we, uh, we, we compliment each other, uh, each other nicely there. So yeah, from Lexington, Lexington's only like an hour from Louisville. So uh, yeah, man, we're, we're pretty close to be honest. We, we need to make like a, a mini road trip or something. I just had to uh, run over to uh, last week. I had to make a last minute trip to Charlestown which is about 20 oh, minutes yeah. from Louisville. So it's like, it's nothing for me to just drive <clears> over there. That's yeah. We'll have to make something happen for sure. Bring your peanut butter and we'll apply it to each other and we'll get <laughs> lots of fat loss. <laughs> That's perfect. Dude, I've been throwing that on so many, like uh, all my other coaching buddies, like you, Simon, uh, Carter, yeah. all those guys. Uh, I've been just throwing, whenever they make a fat loss post, I usually just post <laughs> something about 
asking if topical peanut butter used really works. It all, dude, it always fucking throws me off because I look <laughs> at the question before I look at the person. That I do too. It. <laughs> and so I see, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, this is uh, fucking Jared. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking Jared. Okay, whatever, dude. I, I have buddies out the exact same <laughs> thing, and I'll always reply to the comment before I'll even look at who sent it because I'll like sit down and go through all my DMs, and I'm like, sure. oh fuck, I went all serious, and he was just messing with me, like. It, it's <laughs> So, yeah, man. So this is a, a, in my notes. Like, well, when in, uh, honestly, when I say notes, like whenever I record, a, like I do a podcast, it's dude. It's so like I have kind of like a few things I want to talk about and ask you, and then just sure. kind of freeball it. But one thing uh, I forgot you were studying dietetics, and one thing I wanted to ask you since you brought it up, uh, talk about because what's, what's interesting is I don't get along with very many dietitians. Uh, a lot sure. of di- dietitians that I've like. Um, you know, I've been to, let's say, uh, clinics or or seminars and they bring on a dietitian. Usually like my 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 blood pressure starts to go up and it's just <laughs> like I hate what they say. But yeah. but everything but everything you post, I agree with a thousand percent. I love everything mm-hmm. you post and I agree. You and I have very similar philosophies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want I'm curious if like if that if that's the same thing with you, where like basically where school dietetics meet mm-hmm. real life dietetics and mm-hmm. where where your philosophy lies with some of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a great question because it's uh, i'm i'm kind of the exact same way um it it actually it, it's funny because i started off in college uh uh with a kine- or i wanted to go into kinesiology um, so exercise yeah 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 so I, I wanted to do kinesiology exercise science uh and i wanted to go the physical therapy route um but uh for physical therapy, of course, you've, you've got to get into a physical therapy school. And my chemistry grades were ass. They were, <laughs> they, they were just, I was just terrible at chemistry, dude. And I, I was already, um, I was already a sophomore and like, I had gotten C's like in all my chemistry classes and it just, it wasn't, my GPA wasn't going to be competitive enough, uh, in order to, uh, uh, go into physical therapy school. So I was like, okay, I've got, basically two paths here i can choose either dietetics or keep going on with the kinesiology degree and i decided i actually read an article by alan aragon and um he he had this exact dilemma that he wrote about and it was perfect and so essentially i decided to go with the dietetics route to become an rd um to kind of one understand nutrition better but two um to kind of have that rd credential is just a, a little bit of a boost over some other personal trainers and and to be 100 percent honest it was also kind of like a safety net thing for me and it's sure. always helpful to like you know tell my parents or tell anybody else like oh yeah i'm gonna be an rd somewhere i don't have to say hey i'm gonna be an online fitness coach because they're gonna right. like, okay what the, what the hell does that even mean <laughs> um but uh but uh but yeah so it's funny because i went i learned most people we'll go into dietetics and then they'll start learning about all the nutrition side of things. But like I was already balls deep in the nutrition side of stuff before I even went into dietetics. Um, and so I had learned the, one of the first people that I had got a hold of was BioLane. <laughs> it was Lane Norton. And he kind of introduced me into all the evidence-based stuff. I'm and, trying to get him on my podcast. Uh, we've been going back and forth in the DMs. A yeah. Yeah, dude. He's, He's always a fun character to talk to, um, but uh, but yeah. So I got I got a hold of the evidence based stuff before I ever even really started the classes, to be honest. And so I learned a lot of the nutritional stuff, just like with the exercise stuff, on my own. And um, so it kind of helped me filter through a lot of the bullshit. And then so what it also did was it allowed me to go into my dietetics classes with a hint of skepticism with everything that they told me. Um, because there was some stuff where I was like, okay, well, I've heard differently. So like, I've got to, um, figure out what's, what's the closer to the truth, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, I decided to look into it more and, and I al- was already kind of ahead of a lot of the dietetic students because I was into natural bodybuilding. Um, I was into building my physique and everything. And that included following some of the top guys in the industry. Um, and so, um, so yeah, it was just kind of backwards, but I think, I think with the, with the dietitian thing, like it's, it's, it's just like many other professions, you're going to have people, um, you're going to have good ones and bad ones. And some of them are going to use their RD credential, um, just as a way for people to follow them, even if they're, what they're saying isn't necessarily all evidence-based, but a lot of them do it. A lot of the ones that you're probably talking about, they probably do it out of, they say the things that they do out of ignorance and just not keeping up with the current literature. So 
a lot of the textbooks and a lot of the things that we learn in school, um, it can be a little bit, it, it, some of it can be outdated. And that's sure. just because these professors and things, and, and I'm not saying it's all the professors, but sometimes the textbooks and things, it's not necessarily all, uh, it's not all up to date. And, uh, and honestly, a lot of the stuff that you learn in school is, is, is the foundational stuff. So you learn about nutritional biochemistry, you learn about um, all, all these different things and, and how the body works. But like, we didn't have like a weight loss class or like a fat loss class or like how to build muscle class, you know? So like all of that stuff I had to learn on my own. And then what it happened was I was just, um, it comes back to the, to the skepticism of what everyone was telling me. And I just, I had to learn on my own. Um, and, and you're going to have some dietitians who learned what they learned 10 years ago and they're still preaching kind of that same stuff. Like I just gave a, I just gave a talk, um, on weight loss to my last, um, uh, uh, where I just interned at, at, at the hospital and I gave a weight loss one-on-one, uh, kind of nutritional seminar and I was talking to him and then, uh, <clears throat> no knocking the dietitians there. They're great. Um, they're awesome. They're really nice. And they're, for the most part, I agree with everything they were saying, but I started to get on the topic of NEAT. So non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And one of them, like she'd never even really heard, or she had heard of it before, but she, she, she was reminded of it and she completely um, just wasn't fully aware of it. And uh, as you may or may not know, NEAT can make up a huge amount of energy expenditure uh, for, for people on a day-to-day basis. So oh, like, sure. yeah, right. Right. So like, I think the variations are up to like 2000 calories per individual. So like, you've got to make sure that whenever it comes to weight loss and uh, uh, whenever it comes to fat loss, like you've got to, you've got to understand all these different variables. And so what it was, was it was my eagerness to learn and make sure that what I was telling people like wasn't bullshit. And it was just also, it stemmed from me wanting to have the best physique possible. So in order to have the best physique possible, I've got to go to the people who know the most on this shit. And so, like I said, at the time, it was Lane Norton. He had his PhD and I got involved in the science-based stuff. And I was like, this, this is the key. I was like, this is where, this is where I need to be. This is the type of information that I need to look at. This is the evidence-based stuff. Um, This, this is my area. So yeah, it just comes down to different people. Cause there are some RDs out there that do keep up with the literature a lot. Um, they're great. But then, like I said, there's also some who are just focused on your, your typical uh, average sedentary soccer mom. And they're trying to make sure that they handle their, their di- diabetes and their hypertension and everything else. Yeah. And, and they're not really focused on, you know, um, uh, having the be- best physique possible. Right. So, well, like, I, like I've even like, it's, it's crazy. Um, everything from the ones like I, this sounds really bad and cynical. No, do it. I, dude, I can't think of like a single dietitian. Uh, I don't know other than I don't know on like let me put this way. I don't know any like personally any other friends <laughs> I've studied it or like uh, mm-hmm. running dietitians. Just the ones that my like my clients have said, hey, I just came from the hospital's dietitian, or uh, if, I went to a, <laughs> if I went to a seminar and they one of the speakers was a dietitian. I, dude, I, 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 like, I don't, I can't get along, like, not get along. I can't, I don't agree with 95% of what they say when, I, in, in the context of what I've heard. Um, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, as in, in, in the, uh, so I, even on both sides, whether it be an athlete side, because I know with college um, nutritionists and stuff, or not nutrition, diet, uh, dietitians, I know they've mm-hmm. got a few more stipulations with like supplements and regulations and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like, mm-hmm. they don't talk, you know, they're like scared of protein powder. But, mm-hmm. uh, but they're like, oh no, milk is totally fine. Doesn't have anything right. wrong with it. Right. Or right, like, right. Uh, or like, oh no, supplements are the devil, except for the supplements yeah. I get paid to tell you to take. Like, mm-hmm. uh, right, 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 I was, right. I had a client that had to go talk to, um, it was, uh, she was, she started training with me in person. Um, and when I work with someone in person, I go over everything, training, nutrition, uh, other habits, that kind of stuff. But she had, she went to her hospital's dietitian. And uh, for weight loss, because it was, it, she said it was a free class, so she went anyway. Before my client even showed up there, they already had her papers printed out. All already had her cal or not all her calories and her numbers all printed out, and it was the most anxiety filled, not even <laughs> accurate numbers laid out. Like this client of mine has like a from a psychology standpoint, she has a mm-hmm. really bad uh, uh, binging and purging disorder. Like she, mm-hmm. uh, so with that, you got to even take that as a whole nother animal. Um, but 
the first thing sure. that, like, like for her that they show she showed up they were like immediate 1200 they said 1200 calories but then they laid out her macro breakdown and then i did the math and it came out to 800 calories like really the stuff didn't even <clears throat> add up like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's so me my run-ins with dietitians um don't have a good history but i'm really glad we're talking about this because i love your approach to everything like, <laughs> yeah really we're talking yeah about yeah dude it's it's literally it, it it comes down it comes down like like i said whenever i said ignorance i didn't mean that as a knock to those people and saying like they have no idea um well <sighs> I, not as knocking them like as a person and like what everything that they, they normally do and the people they normally work with. But whenever it does come to weight loss and whenever it comes to fat loss or building muscle, this is why we know so much about supplements and protein and everything like that. Because we, uh, like me and you, whenever this is our job, like we're going to go narrow as fuck on the nutrition topics and we're going to make sure that we know everything we can from the from the experts that we follow um, about, about these supplements that we're telling people to take, um, about the protein that we're telling people to uh, consume each day about calories and macronutrients. And, and honestly, I'm surprised that even the people that you were talking to, uh, mentioned calories and macronutrients and stuff like that, because a lot of the dietitians that I talk to, as soon as I bring up like tracking your food and counting calories, like often they'll, they'll immediately go into, Oh no, that's like too obsessive. Like you don't want to go that hardcore with people like, They'll, 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 it'll cause a, it'll cause an obsessive disorder where they're, they're constantly thinking about foods. No, or it could just, you know, like teach them a lot about what they're actually eating. It gives them objective data to look at, you know, like it can speed up their process a lot more. Like I'm not telling people to fantasize about food and every single macronutrient they put in their mouth. But like, if you have no idea what's in foods, like you can't just tell them to eat, you know, whole foods and tell them to eat uh, fruits and veggies and, uh, whole grains and lean meats and stuff like it just doesn't work. I think lots of times it's it's a lot of the dietitians nowadays aren't aren't very practical at, at and I think as coaches, me and you, I think meeting people where they are is is a huge is a huge uh, advantage point to what we do. But a lot of the dietitians they just kind of um, and I hate even saying a lot of the dietitians because it's still just some. But they it, they have a trouble merging the the practicality of getting someone to change and the information that they learned like ten years ago. For sure, you know what I'm saying. Hundred um, percent. And and I think I think if if people do want to find a, some good dietitians to follow, uh, I'm a uh, I'm about to go actually to the the International Society of Sports Nutrition conference uh, in Florida in in a few weeks, and so that's. Uh, like Jose Antonio and uh, Alan Aragon's a part of it. Um, and there's a, there's a few other big speakers, but there's a, there's a, there's a great Facebook group. Um, they've got all uh, sports dietitians. They've got a bunch of people in it. Even I think like Brad Schoenfield and, and a lot of the, the uh, muscle expert guys, um, they're all in it as well. But those people are uh, for the most part, they're really on top of their shit as far as whenever it comes to uh, cutting edge nutrition um, and actually, um, uh, making sure that, um, they're more practical in how, in how they do things. Um, so yeah, it just depends. It's going to depend on the person, but trust me, there's been plenty as well that, uh, plenty of dietitians that I've been around as well that have made, have made me cringe, but it's just part of doing your own research to yeah. be honest. Like it's just, you, you've got to do research on your own. You've got to look into the person and ask questions. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things, like ask questions on why, why they're having you do this, why they're having you do that, you know? And then like, whatever they say, like, go, go look it up, go ask somebody else. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, with, with Instagram and shit now, like you can, you're a DM away from asking a true expert yeah. um, a, a question, at least their opinion on whatever yeah. question you have. And then you can, you can go to another expert in 30 seconds and ask them the same exact question and see what they say. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, 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 it's the, the trial and error process and filtering through the bullshit. Like, yeah, it's hard, but like, I mean, with nutrition, it's super complex. And, mm-hmm. and, and just to say that you're a dietitian for shit doesn't mean that you're going to be an expert on all of nutrition. I mean, you've got, you've got eating disorders, you've got sports nutrition, you've got um, pediatric nutrition, you've got prenatal nutrition. Like, you know, like there's, there's so many different avenues of nutrition that you can go down. It's impossible for everyone to be an expert on everything in nutrition. Um, but, but like I said, finding someone that's specific 
um, to your to your problems and to what goals you're trying to accomplish is going to be huge. And so that's why they come to to me and you um, in order to 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 lose fat and to gain muscle and to look hot as shit naked. You know, that's right. Well, see, that's right. the, that's the thing, dude. Is there's um and and I didn't make this paradigm shift mentally uh, until later on in my career, but two ginormous factors that I think most people forget about, especially like when you have a very blanket, uh, when, like, like I, I'm a big optimal person. Naturally, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's the most op- optimal way to do anything? Like, what's the most optimal way to write an Instagram post? What's the most optimal way to, um, to, to diet? What's the most optimal way to build muscle? I'm a huge optimal guy, naturally. I'm just like mm-hmm. optimal this, optimal that. But the problem in this, I didn't make, like I said, I didn't make this shift in terms of being a coach until uh, until you know these past this past year or so where it hit me I said when it's like optimal doesn't necessarily equate to a good decision because mm-hmm. two off two major factors that I consider in when I coach and I'm sure you do the same thing with any client because you and I are uh, we're like oh well, I'll do what's optimal for me you know if mm-hmm. I can grow faster this way or burn fat faster this way or whatever the case is but when you've got someone who isn't you is just like a normal soccer mom that just wants to look good naked or some guy who wants to have bigger arms and, and not have a belly, like who have these different goals than we do, but who aren't as uh, nerds about it as you and I are mm-hmm. too many people, I think. And I, I've seen coaches do this too. They pick the most optimal plan versus uh, they don't take in these two factors, adherence and happiness mm-hmm. uh, into designing a program. Because I think too many, I'll see two coaches design something. And I'll, that's, I think that's half the reason people jump on, the keto diet, the paleo diet, the intermittent fasting diet or whatever, because they're trying to do something as quickly and fast as possible. But when it comes down to it, number one, can you adhere for the, for the Mm -hmm. long haul and doesn't make you happy? Because if you're not happy while doing it, you ultimately will fail. Like, Mm -hmm. I think those Mm -hmm. are two factors that not a lot of coaches consider. Yeah. Yeah. I think lots of times people think of the word optimal as being analogous to perfect. And I think, uh, that's where kind of um, the the whole you can have the the most perfect training plan, most evidence based, like it can be absolutely perfect, quote unquote, um, for someone to build muscle. But if it's a five day program and somebody somebody can only make it to the gym three times a week, like then it's not optimal for that person. And I think that like like you were saying, adherence is going to be a hundred percent. Uh, the the most important factor because if they can't stick to it then like it, it doesn't matter for shit and so and also consistency I talked about it yesterday on my Instagram stories um, I was I was talking about uh, giving people a weekly calorie goal uh, in addition to their daily calorie goal um, and this just helps increase that consistency uh, over long periods of time because if they go low one day they can eat a little bit more the next day and they can still be on par. Uh, with their weekly calories. And so, yeah, adherence and consistency um, and being flexible with your, your food. I think that those are going to be the three main characteristics of a great diet plan and also um, a a great training plan. And I think um, that's where a lot of these diets and things that are becoming more popular. So like keto, for example, um, it, it can be helpful for, for some people, um, maybe if they, they really just want to, uh, um, <laughs> uh, maybe if they really want to, uh, like lose, I don't know, some people do better with keto because they just say, okay, I don't eat any carbs. Like that's, that's, that's all I need to do. I don't really need to count calories. Uh, I don't need to do anything else. As long as I could know that I just don't eat these foods, I can still lose weight. Right. But like we said, that can be a good viable, you know, short-term solution, but, uh, in the long term, like it's just, it's, it's not going to work out unless you plan on eating no carbs for the rest of your life. Or I think keto could also maybe work if you've already tracked your food, you have a, so like if me and you decided to do keto, a keto diet intentionally for whatever the fuck reason that would be. <laughs> um, but, but if we decided to do a keto diet, we could do it, you know, for a month if we wanted to, um, who knows, just, just stick to it. And then after that we can, we can, uh, 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 tra- uh um, uh, crap. What's it called? Transition. Uh, 
transition that's the word (laughs) then we can transition into a more sustainable diet after that but that's because we have a good knowledge of the nutrition and uh how to do things and everything like that but for from some joe schmo and he's like hey i'm gonna do the well i mean it's what i did my whole last internship my whole last internship uh or my last rotation was with bariatric patients who were about to get bariatric surgery and so this is the surgery um uh, the main one is like the gastric sleeve so whenever Mm -hmm. you get part of your stomach taken out and um, we had to we had to educate these people, and these are people who are um, usually obese. They have to have a BMI of at least thirty five, um, and so they're 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 pretty they're usually pretty overweight. And so what this also means is that their nutritional knowledge is very very minimal. Um, but uh, but what we have to do, or what we have to do, is is counsel them and talk to them and see what they've done in the past. And there's a large percentage of them that have done the keto diet and it's either not worked at all or it's worked for a little bit. And then they gained even more weight back after that. And so like, it's just, it, it's really wild that um, the main thing that a lot of people do go to is the the keto diet. And I think it's just due to, to marketing. And then yeah. uh, also just the, the ease, the, the quote unquote ease of cutting out um, an entire food group, but around my parts, around these parts, around the, Northeastern Kentucky, um, which is uh, actually, if you want to look up the stats, Ashland, Kentucky is one of the fattest places in the entire nation. So it's like, like, I'm pretty sure we have a 48% obesity rate here. Um, It's a, it's, it's a, there are a lot of big people to say the least. Um, And so, uh, uh, yeah, these, uh, these diets and things that these people try, they're just, they're not sustainable. And so we've got to try and teach them Uh, about food because if they don't, what ends up happening is they have this surgery and so they get their stomach taken out and they, they don't have any appetite. They barely eat any food, but then once their, their hunger hormones and things start to come back and then if they haven't, right. 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 If they haven't learned anything from the counseling that we gave them, like they're just going to go right back to their old habits. Their stomach is going to start to uh, stretch out or even worse, they could start eating more again. And then the staples in their stomach that, uh, was there from the procedure, they can actually burst. And, you know, that's not good at all. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, it's just, it's amazing that, um, uh, some of the, some of the diets and things that these people, uh, can come up with, but again, it's just, it's not, it's just what people have grown up with. I -hmm. think environment is so huge, especially, like I said, around here in Northeastern Kentucky, like, um, whenever I ask people, they're doing the keto diet. I'm like, okay, so what are you eating, dude? It's like hot dogs, burgers, bacon, like bologna, uh, just like, just, just garbage, (laughs) straight garbage. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to make a, uh, an infographic about because keto is so hot. Not that I'm like a big, like hopping on the keto train, but for people Mm -hmm. who are doing it, I'm making a graphic, um, basically the right and wrong way to do keto. My, my biggest problem with is. Uh, well, there's two sides of this. I think for someone to be, uh, I, 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 whether you want to call it mindful eating or intuitive eating, uh, that's mm-hmm. a skill that has to come out of periods of disciplined tracking. You know, you I don't know too many people who can come out of the womb and be shredded doing intuitive, intuitive eating. People like, oh, I stop when I'm hungry. Like, it's just, I just stop when I'm hungry and I eat when I'm, you know, all that mess because most people, uh, can't do it unless they have or p- unless they've had long periods of discipline with tracking like guys like you and me or whatever mm-hmm. but um, my thing is with keto is most most people at least around here I know that I've hopped on the keto train they 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 think if it's if it's follows along the guidelines of a ketogenic diet where it's all protein all fat they can have whatever they want yeah. where cat where calories don't matter because right. um like I'll literally see somebody I'll, I'll take, so I, I love my carbs. I love my carbs and, and whatever phase of training I'm in, whether I'm dieting or whether I'm trying to put on weight, um, I have carbs no matter what my, whatever, whatever phase I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. Even when I was pre- uh, prepping for a show at my lowest, at my lowest leanest state, I still had carbs every night before I went to bed. Um, yeah. So me too. what happened? I love it. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. But what happens is I, I would see these, I would be having a, a, a meal, like let's say um, one of my go-to meals is like uh, chicken and chicken, potatoes and broccoli. I just love that meal. It just makes my heart happy. You're but, such a bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, kidding. Straight, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Straight bro. Uh, well, I, 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 when, when, I'm, I just love potatoes. My, one of my go-to carbs is potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because some other other carb sources just don't seem to like me very well like they just hurt and make me bloated mm. and all this stuff so potatoes mm. always agree with me so i like I, I eat a lot of potatoes but they'll i'll have a keto person or as mr norton likes to call them keto zealots or <laughs> yeah. and and start to give me shit about my potato or my rice yeah. cakes or whatever mm-hmm. but i'll literally see a keto person they're like oh no take they're like i can't believe you're eating a potato here look at my keto meal so they'll literally remove a 250 calorie potato and add 800 calories worth of mayonnaise and cheese yeah, yeah. and i'm like yeah, tell right. me how that is go- is going to be conducive for fat loss or the whole or um most keto people i know add butter and coconut oil to every fucking thing <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's like two percent coffee, ninety-eight percent coconut oil and butter, and and then people wonder why they're not losing weight, but they're eating keto. I just, you know, it's one of those things. It's the insulins, bro. They're yeah, they're, they're they're minimizing they're minimizing that that insulin spike, son. Until yeah. they, you know, they they eat the protein and they don't they don't realize that this fancy little process called gluconeogenesis in the body, <laughs> where it uh it converts that protein to glucose, and so. Yeah, they, they just, it, like I said, it's just lots of times the keto diet, it just comes down to just ignorance. They just don't, it's the biggest thing with nutrition and with training and honestly, probably with life in general, it's just going to be the Dunning-Kruger effect. Um, just people don't know that what they don't know, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they hear, they hear these. And I think, I think Joe Rogan is one of the biggest ones that, that he just like, whenever I hear him talk about nutrition, um, it just really, it really bugs me um just because he he he's so quick to cut someone off whenever they're talking about mma or they're talking about fighting and they're not kind of like in the the fighting realm he's very very quick to be like no you don't know what you're talking about or like okay let's let's uh that that's all we need to know about fighting from you or whatever you know i'm not that's mm-hmm. not exactly what he says but it's something around those marks he's, he's quick to call out other people for stepping out of their lane but as soon as it comes to like nutrition Oh, yeah. um, he, he feels that he's talked to these few uh, quote unquote experts. So he's had like Gary Tobbs and um, uh, I think he's had, and, and some of the people, so he's a big Dr. Rhonda Patrick and Rob Wolf fan. And like, I think, I think there are bits and pieces of the things that those people say, but as a whole um, I, I think that there, there are few of their arguments are flawed. And so what Joe does is he doesn't talk to anybody like, Lane Norton or Alan Aragon or um, anybody, to be honest, that is part of the, you know, uh, uh, I guess you could say if it fits your macros or just including carbohydrates, not thinking that carbs are like Satan or anything, you know, like eating a little bit of sugar is going to be okay until, uh, do you know who Dr. Andy Galpin is by chance? Not by the name. Dude, he's, he's a, uh, um, he's an exercise physiologist. He uh, does a lot of, a lot of science research uh, in, in that field. Um, but he also works with a lot of MMA fighters and he does the nutrition for a lot of the MMA fighters. Uh, I highly recommend looking him up cause he gives a really good perspective on it. But if you watch the episode with Dr. Andy Galpin and, uh, Joe Rogan, it's really cool because, uh, uh, Dr. Galpin is, is talking to him about, uh, 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 fighting and they get into carbohydrates a little bit and, 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 Dr. Galpin is kind of like talking to Joe about how carbohydrates are the preferred fuel source whenever you're doing explosive movements. So you're doing like lifting or like fighting or something. He was like, he was talking about how important it is to have carbohydrates because they're stored directly in your muscles so Mm -hmm. that they're very, very quickly uh, or they're very readily available for your muscles to use. And so, and then Joe is like, his mind starts to explode and he immediately defers. He's like, Oh, well, uh, if you talk to uh, Dr. Dom Diagnostino, which I think is great, I think I think I think uh, him and Lane Norton actually have a few videos together, uh, and 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 I think he's not a complete keto zealot or anything like that. But I think Joe only takes bits and pieces that he hears from these experts because he doesn't have that foundational knowledge. You know, yeah. that's so important to have whenever you're discussing a topic such as complex as nutrition. That. Right that he just, he just refers back to what he knows. And what he knows is uh, carbs and sugars are bad. Um, it, it's not about the calories necessarily. It's about the types of foods that you eat. 
Um, it's, it's about, it's about the sugar content. It's about the insulin spikes, um, everything. You just hear them talking about it. And it's funny because to the average person, um, they may not be able to catch it, but somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about, you listen to them talk about it and you're like, okay, this dude's stepping way out of his lane right now. And he has no idea what he's talking about. He's trying to sound smart and he might sound smart to certain people, but to people who actually knows what the hell he's talking about in this field, um, they're, they're, they're just shaking their head right now. And yeah, go ahead. Well, all along that line, here's the pro here's one of the other big problems. And this is something I've had a few of these moments in my career where, um, I think some people they're so they have their opinion shoved so far up their ass that there could be brand new research that comes out yeah. and proves them wrong and they're not willing to change. Right. You know, I think I'll, yeah. I'll see, I'll see like so many people who have like not, I mean, literally who have keto shoved so far up their ass that mm-hmm. there could be brand new research with black and white results where they're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, we were wrong. And, yeah, yeah. The, and carbs aren't bad um, because right. if, if you want to get scientific, there's been so many cases in different areas of science and research that have come out everything from all, every area of science and physiology and the environment and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, shit, we were wrong. Here's the new mm-hmm. data. But too many people have their uh, information shoved so far up their ass. They wouldn't be willing. They're not willing to change it. That's why um, I don't spend a whole lot of time arguing with people like ever. I had a no. guy one time we were uh um, it was early on in my Instagram career where um, every comment bothered the fuck out of me. When it's, I, when Instagram I got career. I yeah. love it. Uh, whenever I would get like a troll or something where every, sure, every negative sure. comment pissed me off. Um, sure. Well, I, I had a guy that um, he, he got pissed off because my post was about letting your head dip forward uh, on a bench. Like if you're bench pressing, when the bar comes to your chest, I'm not a fan of your head, your chin tucking. Just mm, my mm, philosophy yeah. with the way that you're, uh, spine works and your vertebrae it can fuck your shit up and sure um, i would agree and and that's my opinion of it well this one guy got on there who benches a lot and he of course and he tucks his chin and he's like wait a second so you're saying this world record holder so and so and so and so uh are wrong <laughs> in the way they do it i said obviously they can lift a lot but i would still say they can improve their technique and keep their damn head on the bench Regard- yeah you know and 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 he, this dude kept wanting to go back and forth with me, but, and then I eventually said, whether it was the appropriate thing or not, I said, here's the thing. I would bet if, if those get your, your buddies came out with videos and said, Hey, I had no idea I was benching wrong. I'm going to keep my head <laughs> on the bench. I bet you wouldn't change your tune. And yeah. a lot of times that's, um, if someone's willing to change their tune or what they're preaching based on new found research is how well I take that person's person's information seriously. Because mm-hmm. it's guys like um, that don't quite know what they're talking about, like with Rogan in the nutritional space, that if his if his best doctors came out and said, oh, we were wrong, keto's bad and carbs are good. Let's say it went the complete opposite direction of mm-hmm. what was being preached. I would wonder if he would change his mind. I know. I honestly, I would, I would, that's why, honestly, I think the reason why it bugs me so much is because I am a huge Rogan fan. Like I love Joe Rogan. Um, I think he's, I think he's hilarious. I think he's done something tremendous for the podcast um, uh, space. I think he's uh, very original. He's very, his own person and he's a very genuine person. And I, I, and I respect him a lot. Like I looked up and look up to him in a lot of ways um but with with the nutrition stuff he i I want him to have on another expert that opposes his views because he does that with a lot of other things especially like politics and and whatever sometimes or like the the second amendment like Mm -hmm. he has people on who is pro and con guns or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh i wish he would do that with with the nutritional space but he's so caught up i would love um, to see lane norton on oh man he's tried that's the that's the thing with lane specifically is um that i love about him is he has um he has the phd he's a doctor in in his skill set but he still talks about it from an app um from a very um logical and um applicable standpoint where Mm-hmm. where you know if you're dieting and you happen to want a handful of gummy bears every day you can make it work <laughs> like you know right so right totally i think it's it, it and a lot of the a lot of the i think uh so he lee the uh the other online coach she's real popular and she's friends with lane she did the whole 
she did her whole contest prep where she had like a Snickers bar every single night. Um, and she still got like really low body fat. She like, we just worked it into her macros and calories and stuff. And people were like astonished. I think that that's always, that's always really cool to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I want, I want Rogan to, to see, you know, I want him to see the other side and he has such a big influence. Like he has millions of people that listen to his podcast. So yeah. like if they constantly hear this keto, keto, keto or whatever, um, like they just, they don't, they don't know what they don't know again, you know, like they just, they don't know any better. So it's, it's, it's tough because every time they're eating sugar, you know, they're feeling guilty or, or, yeah. or whatever. And I think, I think some people are, uh, I think some people catch on cause I'll read through the comments sometimes. And whenever the Dr. Andy Galpin guy was on there, like one of the comments that was the most liked or whatever, it was like, finally, not another uh, like low carb zealot or something or like yeah. another low low carb uh master or something like it was it, it was great but i think yeah people just they they attach onto these diets um as if they're a, an ideology or something mm -hmm. like they they just like a religion they, dude their their identity gets caught yeah. up in this keto and stuff and if you're sitting there if if, if you have if you're laying on this raft and then your raft is you know the, the keto diet and then i'm coming in and i'm poking your raft with a stick like I, or, or something, you know, about to like pop it, people are going to start freaking out yeah. and um, they just, they, they're, they're not comfortable with that. And they don't, they're, they're, they're not really trying to find out the real truth. So I think that's another thing is that most people, they want to be right. They don't want to find the right answer. Right. And so I, I just, I, I think that it's, it's such a big flaw. And one of the, the best, uh, one of the best quotes that I heard uh, was from uh, Mark Andreessen. I think is how you say his name, but I, I learned about it or I learned about him. He's like some, I don't know. He's like some billionaire company owner or something. And I got him from, uh, I think it was the tools of Titans book from, from Tim Ferriss. And his, his, uh, um, his, his quote was like strong, strong views loosely held or something like that. So he, and he was talking about how he has very strong viewpoints on uh, things that he believes in or, or whatever, but they're loosely held because whenever he does have somebody else come in and say, Hey, like this may not be it or whatever, uh, you know, like they'll, he'll, he'll back off of that and then he'll, he'll change his viewpoint. So I, I really like that because I do have strong viewpoints on what I think works and doesn't work with nutrition. But if there was something else that came out, um, uh, like, like with the keto diet or something, uh, there's been some research with the keto diet on it, helping with, uh, um, appetite and so sometimes people who do keto they they don't have uh the cravings and things uh as much as before but but again like it's just it, it you've got to you've got to balance the trade-offs and i think with nutrition you it's, it's always going to come down to the context of the individual and, and you've got to so like if somebody's got epilepsy like dude yeah keto diet like let's 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 give it a try and let's see let's see what happens but for the average soccer mom who has a has, has three kids or whatever, and they've got to feed them. And you're trying to tell them to go on a keto diet. Like, what are you going to, you're going to put all your kids on the keto diet too. Like, yeah, exactly. um, you know, you know, like it's just, it's, you've got to look at the practicality of what, of what you're telling these people. And so it's hard to, I even struggle with it on Instagram and things, making the infographics or whatever. Like that's why you'll read through my stuff. Um, and I'm kind of, I kind of give the pros and cons of both. I'm never, I, I'm kind of on the fence with a lot of things because the context of the individual does matter. It's so hard to give blanket statements with something as exactly. complex as training and nutrition, but like you've, you've got to, you've got to uh, sometimes make those definitive statements, but you, you've got to, you've got to explain uh, uh, why you're saying this. And I think, I think that that is really helpful with like the captions and stuff. You can kind of say, mm -hmm. Hey, like I know, that I'm saying this, but you know, in this case, you could maybe do this or, 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 or whatever. But um, yeah, the context of the individual at the end of the day is going to be most, most important. A thousand percent. Well, cause that's my thing is um, yeah, that, that, I couldn't agree more because even arguably, let's say, I know we've been picking on keto, but keto, paleo, Adkins, Weight Watchers, who gives a shit, whatever. Sure. If sure. one of those was back to that whole optimal versus realistic conversation, if mm -hmm. let's say keto was the best, most optimal diet on the planet, I know for me, mm -hmm. I still wouldn't do it because it from Jared Hamilton personally, it would not be sustainable. Yeah. It doesn't make yeah. me happy. I would not adhere to it, even if it was the best way. 
So that so therefore I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go find another way to win that makes me happy that I can adhere to it. That's see that right that I feel like is the approach everyone should have when determining mm-hmm. a training plan or a nutrition guideline set of nutrition guidelines. Not what's the best, what can I lose the most with? If there was mm-hmm. one that was an end all be all black and white best, it still in my opinion comes down to adherence and happiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think uh, another good example of this, if we can stop picking on keto, we can start picking on intermittent fasting if you want to. Um, <laughs> but uh, but um, no, I'm playing. I think intermittent fasting is totally fine. And I think it's it's been really interesting. I'm excited for some of the, the, the future research on on the, the subject of intermittent fasting, because I kind of do. Uh, um, I sometimes do intermittent fasting or at least a variation of it without even trying. Um, because, because I do, yeah, at nighttime, I usually do like to have my biggest meal before bed. And so what happens is in the morning, I'm not always like super hungry. And so what I'll usually do is I'll end up having like just a shake or something just to, just to get in that protein, um, right, right off the bat. But other than that, I don't eat again until, uh, a couple hours later. Um, but, but with intermittent fasting where I was going with that is, so do you know who, uh, the Kino body guy is? Uh, the fit, the fit guy, the or Noah or uh, Greg O'Gallagher. He's the it's Kino body. It's oh, okay. uh, um, yeah. So he's the big he's the big intermittent fasting guy, and um, it's funny like his in his situation he he he's very he's very good at marketing. Um, he's very good at what he does is he uh, um, he he sells his products and things based on like Hollywood physiques. Um, so I, I'm sure if you've seen YouTube videos and stuff, you've probably seen them, uh, just by default. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but he, he sells that, that Hollywood body, that, that dense muscle that, 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 um, uh, uh, just being chiseled and lean and, and, and muscular in all the right places or whatever. And so his big thing is, is talking about intermittent fasting and that's like his main, uh, uh selling point. And he, he goes all in on intermittent fasting. He doesn't, he, he says that there's research behind it and everything. And he talks about how um, you can have increased growth hormone or, or whatever. He talks about all these things again to people who don't understand exactly what he's talking about. It sounds really good. And it's like, oh, okay, intermittent fasting. Uh, I won't eat a lot throughout the day. I'll feast at nighttime uh, and then I'll, I'll be shredded or whatever. I'll, I'll lose fat and I'll also put on muscle. Um, and then with his training programs, he's like, I'm not in the gym all or all day, every day. He's like, I'm not doing hours of cardio. Um, he kind of gives this, um, uh, like he's got his mansion in the background. It's very, it's very mm-hmm. juicy to be hundred percent honest. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It turned me off completely when I first saw it. Cause my immediate reaction was like, dude, fuck this guy. Not another one of these people who are like, um, trying to, trying to sell these fad diets or whatever. But with his situation um, where he, so he talks about, he talks about lifting three times a week and he talks about lifting heavy and progressing on your main lifts. Um, and, and I was like, okay, so that's, that's kind of cool with his situation. He's kind of uh, he's kind of putting the vitamins in the applesauce and, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of about it. I don't, I don't think that again, I don't think that his uh, stuff is some like scientific revolution or anything, but what he does is he creates a calorie deficit for the people that buy his programs through intermittent fasting. Um, and I've seen his programs and he talks about eating whole foods, nutritious foods. He's not, um, he's not talking about like keto or anything crazy like that. Um, he, he, he's talking about eating whole foods uh, within a certain window of time. And so what this does is create the calorie deficit that is necessary for fat loss. And then in the gym, what he's doing, he's talking about, okay, I only lift three times a week, but whenever I do lift three times a week, I focus on the main compound lifts and I focus on getting stronger on those main compound lifts each week. And now if you go to his Instagram and, and look at his shit, like his, his form is pretty God awful and it makes me cringe, but, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying, the, the message that he is telling people, so he's telling people to, to eat in a calorie deficit, to eat whole foods, um, and to, to focus on main heavy compound lifts in the gym. Uh, have plenty of recovery. Um, and, and, and I think that, like I said, that's, that's hiding, hiding the medicine in the applesauce for people. So even if they don't know all the science behind it, and even if I don't think that his way um, it should be uh, marketed as uh, exaggerated as he does, but it still gets people results because the core message, the, the underlying foundation between behind what he's saying is 
I think, uh, really helpful. And I think that that's where the keto diet uh, uh, and, and more extreme diets like that can kind of fall short because if you're eliminating uh, with keto, if you're eliminating carbohydrates completely, you're also eliminating for the most part uh, fruits and veggies as well, which yeah. are obviously, as we know, um, just super, super good for you. Uh, and lots of times people that eat keto, they won't always eat the vegetables too. And then, so that's just, that's just, uh, that, that doesn't work. So in, in the keto body guys case, uh, I like, I like how he's, um, uh, kind of, kind of marketing really heavily, but he's, he's essentially teaching people, uh, uh, what they need to know. Um, but it, he's just kind of doing it in a different way. And I think he's just, uh, he's just a good marketer. I think he is douchey, but like he, he's, he's a good, he, he's a good marketer and people really like that. Um, and he's, he's helping a lot of people. And at the end of the day, I think that's what this comes down to. Uh, and I know I hate on Rogan and everything like that, but I mean, the messages with the keto diet or or whatever he's talking about, the most thing that he talked about is like eating lower sugar, eating less refined carbs. Like, dude, that's a good idea. You know, like I can't, I can't hate on him too much because like that, that is probably a good idea for most people to do, um, just so that they eat less shit in general. Um, but again, the, the only thing that bugs me is just whenever he, he, he kind of speaks, speaks out of turn, but in that, in those cases, you, there's trade-offs. You've got to see, um, uh, uh, what, what the final result is. And at the end of it all, if, if somebody's helping somebody and they're, they're not hurting a bunch of people, I think, you know what, like, even though it's not quote unquote optimal or it's what I think people should be doing, like if it's helping that person, the dude, fuck yeah, like more, more power to you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you I know? agree with you, man, completely. completely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's with the, uh, uh, just real quick with like, um, a lot of the, the fitness vloggers and like the rise of the Instagram stars and everything. Like I really cringe at a lot of them, to be honest, because like most of them, uh, uh, part of, part of it's jealousy just cause they look so damn good. Like they're so attractive. Like they have all these great pictures and everything, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of them are shredded, but it's, it's, it's because they're shredded and they look really good in spite of what they do, not because of what they do, you know, like they have great genetics, they lift hard, you know, they eat relatively healthy or whatever, but like, they're no Alan Aragon or they're no, some researcher right. that knows all the science behind everything. But the general message that they're giving to people um, for the most part, you know, they're getting them to move. They're getting them to feel better about themselves. Uh, uh, I, I struggle with a lot of it because some of it makes me cringe. But for the most part, like, OK, it may not be perfect, but like they're, they are helping tons of people. Um, and, and I think that that's great. And and then that's that's awesome. And then, of course, you have also some people who are just fucking terrible and they're feeding off of people's insecurities and they're taking advantage of everybody and they have like fake butts and shit. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, there's, there's pros and cons, man, with the fitness industry, it's tough. Like it's so tough. Like some days I'm like, dude, fuck this industry. I'm so sick of it. Like I don't even want to associate myself with it, but then other days I'll get a message from somebody and say, Hey, like, um, what you said has really helped me, blah, blah, blah. Like all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is, this is all right. So it's a very double-edged sword for me. I, some days I really like it and other days I'm just like completely yeah. disgusted. <laughs> I think that, I think that, that you'll get that with a lot of industries though. Like, I don't, of know course. A, I don't know a single industry that, you know, that we wouldn't get that with, but, uh, sure. you know, totally. So for sure. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Awesome, good man. Stuff. Well, I think this is a good stopping spot. I know. I think I, w- I want to do another episode with you because I think uh, what we talked about was good, uh, and I had some other stuff I wanted to get into. But I think I want to break it up into two episodes just because we stayed pretty well concise uh, on this one, and then uh, I want to do another episode and go over some other stuff. But otherwise, I think I think this was a good talk. Sure. Sorry, I know, dude. I can get I can get very uh, I can, I got a lot of shit. I feel like I have to say. Uh, and I can get, I can go, I can go on my tangents. That's for sure. So, uh, I love it. yeah, I, I would love to, I would love, I'd love to get on another one, dude. This is, Perfect. it's been fun. Perfect. Been fun. Now, if somebody's like, man, I like that Matt motherfucker. I want to pay him some money or I want to talk <laughs> to him some more, or I at least want to follow him. Where can people find you? <laughs> well, if they hate me, I mean, they're entitled to their wrong opinion, well, but I mean, off. if they, if they, lo- <laughs> no, uh, if they, if they love me or whatever, just, uh, send me a DM on Instagram. Just tell me that, tell me that you listen to this, my, my Instagram and actually everything else uh, is Matt McLeod six. 
And so it's actually, it sounds, it's spelled like McLeod. So it's M-C-L-E-O-D. So Matt McLeod six. Not going to lie. Um, I thought it was McLeod. Not yeah lie. yeah no dude it's all good i've heard i've heard mccloyd i've heard mcclude i've heard mcclode like I, i've literally heard everything under the sun but think of it like m-c-c-l-o-u-d just think of it like that that's exactly how it sounds but uh but yeah if you if you want to see that the majority of the stuff that uh that, that i do right now at least with the internship um is it, strictly on my instagram um, and I also have a very catchy titled website called McLeod consulting services.com. <laughs> um, and I, I do have a blog, um, that I've written a lot, uh, about in the past. I haven't, I haven't gotten, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, so I've been really shitty on putting out blog posts here recently, but I've just kind of used my Instagram as my blog. So it's, it's worked out. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you want to read a little bit more in depth stuff, and if you want to look at like my coaching services, uh, or whatever, just go to mccloudconsultingservices.com and that should be, that should be it. That's where you can find me. Say what's up. Awesome, dude. I love it. Well, thank you again for, uh, taking the time to get on this. Uh, we're going to do another one of these soon. So I look cool. I'm pumped. I'm pumped about it, dude. I appreciate you having me on. Awesome, brother. I'll talk to you later. Cool. Later, Doug. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Hamilton Train podcast. I had an amazing time talking to Matt and I am definitely going to be getting him on some future episodes. What's funny is we didn't even get into the stuff I originally had intended to get into. Like that conversation just was going so great in the direction it went. So we just went with it. So definitely getting Matt back on the show here in the near future. So as always, uh, if you guys could rate and leave a review of the podcast, that would be amazing. That's how we get this podcast to go to more ears and help more people. Okay. I don't charge anything for the podcast. If you guys could please do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening in. If you guys need anything, please do not hesitate to reach out, shoot me an email, hop on Instagram, shoot me a DM, anything. If you're having trouble with something, if you want me to talk about something on future episodes, um, or if you are interested in coaching, don't be afraid to reach out to me. So Otherwise, I'll talk to you next time.